Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Well, I'm really excited. I'm here today with Christy. Christy has just recently had um, fat transfer to the breast with Dr. Gavin Sandico, a plastic surgeon in Bella Vista in New South Wales, Sydney. And I'm really excited because we always get asked about um, fat transfer to the breast. So now we're actually speaking to someone who's had it done. So welcome, Christy. Thank you very much. Excellent. So we're so excited to hear about this. We have so many questions um, that, that people want to know. So I bet. Yeah. So before we start, do you want to just tell us a bit about it, like what happened, and then I can ask you questions? Um, okay. So basically, um, I've always wanted to improve on my breasts since having two children. Um, they'd become slightly deflated. They were still a good shape, but um, were just slightly deflated, missing a bit of the upper pole. Um, so implants was something that I was always interested in. Um, and then when Dr. Sandico uh, became able to do the procedure, he offered uh, to do the procedure on myself. And um, I thought it sounded like a fantastic alternative to um, having implants. Um, so I had the procedure in July 2016 um, I started off with, um, I was wearing a 12B bra, but just not always filling them out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so following the procedure, um, my breasts are now filling out a 12C completely. Um, so I've dipped, so I've gone up a cup size. Um, it's a procedure where you can, um, have, a um, secondary procedures to increase the volume even more if you wish. I'm happy with what I've got. I just wanted a small increase to fill out a bra more. Um, I didn't want to go anything extreme, so I'm happy to stay at just having one procedure. Great. So so, so you went from a 12B to a 12C pretty much? Yes. Okay. Has it given you that bit of upper pole yes, that you wanted? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. It's given me the upper pole um, and the breasts just uh, look and feel more full, um, but they feel completely natural. They feel exactly as um, breast tissue normally feels. They're not lumpy. Um, They don't feel, obviously don't feel like implants. So um, they look and feel and move exactly the same as any other pair of natural breasts. Great. So tell me, how like... Do you know how much they he managed to put in? Because I know that they, they say that whatever you get, there's only a certain amount, say if you take, you know, half a litre of fat, there's only a certain amount that will actually work. Do you yeah. know how much he, yeah. he actually so, used? So, so basically what happens is fat cells don't like to be um, in a tight and confined space. So only a certain amount of fat can be transferred in one procedure because if um, we overcrowd the area with too many fat cells, you'll get a high percentage of them dying off. So the concept is that um, is that you put a bit in there and then if you want more volume, you come back and put a bit more in later on. Um, so I had 150 cc's of fat injected into each breast and uh, what has survived is about 110 cc's. Oh, that's pretty good because that, that's like 80% or 78%. Yeah, yeah it's great. Okay, okay, cool. And where did he take the fat from from you, Christy? He took it from my stomach and from my flanks. Okay, so are you like are you a chubby girl or are you thin or 
Um, look, I'm a petite girl, but mm-hmm. there was definitely fat in the area. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the results. I've got an extremely flat, um, flat stomach and no love handles. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, so I, look, I'm a petite frame, but, um, but I definitely had fat in the area. Yeah, I, There got was it. an overhang in my jeans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's kind of gone and you've got that little bit extra on the boobs. Yes, exactly. And it's, I think as well, part of um, the bonus with it, obviously it's a, it's a, a win-win situation because you're getting bigger breasts and um, you're reducing the fat in um, your abdomen area. But I think because of the decrease in the abdomen, it's made my breasts look bigger than they would have before with the same amount of volume. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah, because the rest of you is a bit smaller. Is that what you mean? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. And tell me, so how long did the, like, did you have any prep before you had the procedure? Was there anything you were supposed to do? Yes. So um, what I prepped with was um, an apparatus called the Brava, um, which is basically two plastic domes with silicone around um, the outside of them to form a seal over each breast. Um, They're connected with a plastic tube, which is connected to a little motor that um, increases the pressure inside those plastic domes. So for four weeks leading up to the surgery, um, I would wear that for 12 hours a day. Um, And what that was doing was um, increasing the amount of space available inside my breast so that the fat cells were going to an area where they had lots of space and weren't going to be overcrowded so we had a higher survival rate Um, and what it's also doing is it's also stimulating the area to bring extra blood supply and therefore extra nutrients so it's kind of like fertilizing the soil before you plant the seeds um yeah so that was my that was my preparation it's not necessary to prepare with that um and i do believe that the Brava is no longer available in Australia. So um, it's not necessary, it is optional, but it's also now more difficult to get your hands on one. Got it. Actually, I think there's probably, because it's the same that people, that um, women use for uh, breast cancer when they have... Um, um, breast reconstruction? Sti- yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? I, I'm, I, I don't know of it being used with a breast reconstruction, but it's not to say that it doesn't get used. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, so basically the Brava kind of stretches the skin a bit to yeah. allow for the extra fat to go in so you've got space for it rather than for it to come all lumpy and bumpy, I guess. Yeah, it's more about, yeah, making the space so that the fat cells aren't overcrowded because we want them to have lots of room so that they got all it. survive or okay. so a higher percentage survives. Yep. And so do you know how long the procedure was, like how long you were... The, the op was for you? Do you know what? I'm actually not entirely sure how long in total the procedure was, but um, but I think that we had booked the theatre for two hours of liposuction time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was probably in there for a few hours. Okay, okay. So two to three hours perhaps for, for what you had done. Yeah, I can, I can come back to you and confirm on the exact amount of time that I was in in theatre for. Oh. Um, Ga- Gavin actually did liposuction for a lot longer than what he planned. The original plan for my surgery was just to do liposuction on the front of my abdomen and leave the fat on my flanks for um, a second procedure. But mm-hmm. when he uh, when he got in there in theatre, um, I had less fat than what we had anticipated. Um, so we had to do liposuction on the whole area. 
Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. And then if, if you wanted to, you could go in again and have a top-up if you felt like you needed it, which obviously yes, you're saying Yes, if you I wanted but... to, I could definitely go for, for my thighs next time. There's there's enough fat there as well to go up another cup size. Okay. Um, but at the moment, I'm I'm pretty happy with, with what I've got. So we'll see how we go. Oh, that's great. And so re um, reco recovery, so how long were you in hospital for? Um, I went home the same day. Oh, wow. So you had surgery in the morning, went home that night. Yes. Perfect. And your recovery, like did you have time off work? Um, yes, I had two weeks off work. Um, the recovery from the liposuction um, is is quite full on, um, but it is with any surgery. So I was in bed um, for probably about six days, I'd say, um, propped up with pillows, you know, sitting up, watching watching movies and all that kind of thing, but, um, you know, needing someone to help me get out of bed to go to the bathroom and to help me back in bed. And um, then, after, then towards the end of that week, I was sort of walking around a little bit more. Um, but most, most of that first week was spent in bed. And then the second week I was out of bed but still really slow, mm -hmm. um, not ready to come back to work, not standing fully upright, um, you know, and to get into work clothes and be sitting at a desk all day just would have been exhausting. So two yeah. weeks off work. Yeah, okay. So two weeks off work. And so after the two weeks, um, like you were still in compression, did you have compression garments yeah, to six, wear? Yeah, six weeks of compression garments. Um, I had nothing on my breasts. So again, because we don't want to crowd the fat cells because we want them to survive, um, I wasn't wearing what you'd normally wear after a breast augmentation. So I wasn't wearing... Um, you know, a support bra with a stabilizer or anything like that. I had just a really loose crop top on, kind of like one of those seamless, um, seamless bras. Okay. So, with um, like one, was there any special diet that you had to go on? Because I like one of the doctors in Melbourne who does it. He talks about um, going on a high carb diet. Was there anything like that? So, our belief is we. Um, we do cool sculpting and so we know a lot about how fat cells function based on that. And um, Gavin's, um, what Gavin believes with the fat cells is that there is no point in fattening you up because your fat cells are going to, after the surgery, return to the size that they were pre-surgery because you're going to have your, your weight that you naturally sit at. Um, fat cells don't grow or multiply. When we eat a lot and gain weight the fat cells are increasing in size and then when we go back to our regular healthy diet the fat cells are going to shrink back to their normal size so if I was to um, have a, a, a high fat or high carb diet prior to surgery and fatten up all my fat cells he'd put them in my breasts and then I'd go back to my day-to-day -day life and those fat cells would shrink so it's not actually increasing the volume in any way mm-hmm Okay. So my so 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 my preoperative diet and exercise routine was just exactly as it normally is. Okay, so you wouldn't want to go on a diet, but you don't want to eat any. You don't have to necessarily eat more than you normally do. No. Okay. No. There, there, yeah, I know that there are doctors that sort of um, that do believe in in fat camp before fat transfer, but yep. um, 
it's yeah i don't know that it actually has an effect because those fat cells are going to shrink back down yeah. following the surgery so i kind of like the idea of fat camp just the fact that you can eat what you want with it you know i have to the doctor told me to exactly <laughs> lovely it's all for my breast exactly it's all for the boobs all right, so, yes. so with your recovery you were back at work after two weeks yes did, did you notice your boot like is it an instant you know gratification like or do they kind oh of absolutely as soon okay. as you wake up from surgery um you know I looked down my gown and could see exactly what I had yep. um a little bit of swelling so um there was a drop um drop in size after a few weeks mm-hmm. um I think when I when I went and bought my first bra I think I was four weeks post-op and I was a 12d mm-hmm. um so there was still swelling mm-hmm Okay, they, so you settled from the D just down to a nice full C. Full C, yes. Okay, okay, awesome. So, yeah, because they say that one cup, if you want any more than one cup, you know, you're looking at the wrong surgery, but one cup, it's yeah. perfect for, you know, one and maybe a little bit, but then you can have it redone yeah. if you want a bit more anyway. Yeah, so if you've got, a, if you've got enough fat in multiple areas, you can certainly um, have more than one procedure and, and most of the time, depending on someone's goals, most of the time it would be recommended to do um, two procedures. Yeah, great. So just with just on the, the lipo side of it, um, yes. how did you fare with cellulite? Because like, I, I keep getting these comments about people saying, oh, you have lipo and you're going to get cellulite. And I'm like, oh, really? What, what's that about? Like, have you noticed that on the areas that you got lipo, do you have a bit of cellulite? Definitely not. I mean, cellulite is all about um, the little fibres that connect your skin to your body and um, that's all cellulite is. And, um, you know, they're kind of like buttons on a, on a cushion, if you will, mm-hmm. on a lounge. And, you know, if you're carrying lots of weight and there's lots of fat cells or you've got more padding in the cushion, those little fibres are pulling down tighter, causing a, a divot like a little button in a cushion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so when the fat's been reduced by liposuction, that thereby should make those um, little divots look smaller. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that makes but sense. But I certainly true. I certainly haven't noticed um, any negative changes in the area where I had liposuction. Um, the scarring is minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got four, four incision points. Um, of where the liposuction was done, um, so two two on my front just below my underwear line, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, two on my my flanks or my hips, um, like one on each side, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was one spot in my belly button, but you can't see the scar because it's on the edge of my belly button. Oh, okay. And what about on your boobs? Is there any um, four incision points? But the um, the needle that they use to inject the fat in is really small. Um, I was showing. Uh, someone might trying to show some of my scars the other day and we really we couldn't find them yeah so they're they're tiny wow that's amazing yeah Yeah, if somebody if somebody saw your saw your breasts um with no clothes on it it doesn't look like you've had any surgery they would no one would know yeah right right all right so you are now um oh nine months nearly off eight months post-op yeah and you've like they haven't shrunk or anything like that. You're just still the same. Maintain. No, they. Yep. They. They look. They look great. They feel great. The size and shape has stayed. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm extremely happy with the procedure. That's it, it, great. It gave me exactly what I was looking for because, um, you know, I wanted to increase in the volume. I wanted to give back 
that upper pole that I'd lost from having two kids. Mm -hmm. But I always hesitated about implants because of what happens in 15, 20 years' time when they need to be changed and what about capsular contracture and is it going to feel weird when I lie on my stomach and when I hug people? So yeah. all those questions, having, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the same idea, as you. Yeah, yeah, having, having a solution um, that avoided all of those, those things was, was ideal. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that sounds wonderful, Christy. Now, are you going to be happy to share some pics of us for, with Absolutely. us? Oh, Absolutely. Oh, great. Oh, that'd be great. That's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. Right. I can't. I've, I've, I've got a, um, I happened to ha- take a picture before um, in a bra that I didn't fit into and then afterwards I can't wear it because I'm spilling out of it. And it's, it actually gives a really good um, uh, visual of the effect rather than with no clothes on, but I'll send them all to you. Oh, that'd be wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Christy. I, no I, problem. I hope I've answered all the questions that everybody wanted me to ask. If not, I'll, I'll call you again. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a problem. You can call and ask any questions. Awesome. Awesome. So if for, for you listeners out there, if you're looking at or thinking about having um, fat transfer to the breast for as a procedure to um, enhance your breast cut by one size, um, definitely don't overlook Dr. Gavin Sandico who operates, uh, he's a plastic and cosmetic surgeon who operates in uh, at Bella Vista in New South Wales. You can drop us an email to info, oh, sorry, to help at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. Um, thanks, Christy. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks so much, Trish. Okay. Bye. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.